Three, two, one, and here we go. This is the first official podcast for the House of Rep. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, you know, put my voice down and talk about my biggest passion, which is filmmaking. Uh, this is your host, Ray Jenjua. I'm a filmmaker, writer, and producer. Right now, I'm at the indie level of what you would call this amazing journey into film. I started off about 10 years ago, just picking up a camera and you know, just shooting things. I've done short films, uh, my own ones, none of that kind of fan-made stuff, just pure original content. I've I've also done music videos for a lot of indie and unsigned bands. I've done stuff for MTV, uh, Oxfam, you know, with their Oxjam series. So, yeah, um, my team and me, we're called the Rep Knights, and we do a lot of great stuff. We do a lot of great content. But my biggest passion since I've been a youth is actually cinema and film. So I've been working on my film career and I have a huge passion for this. You know, whatever the genre is, whatever the um, country the film comes from, I've got a broad spectrum of movies I like from different types of cinemas, from Hollywood to Bollywood to um, Hong Kong and Asian cinema, Korean films, you know, anything really that just captivates me visually and is written really sharply goes into my vault and I like to share it with you and like this first episode is gonna be about a new Sony film I saw starring Vin Diesel called Bloodshot now this is based on the Valiant comic character and it's not a um sort of like a traditional interpretation of the character his look is a lot different you know Vin's put a lot of his own spin on the character the director himself has also tried to kind of reimagine the character for kind of like a modern look so when the film starts off it's very modern it's like war on terror kind of stuff um it it does uh do a lot of good things like it talks about merging uh medical technologies pmcs and augmented you know um prostheses and other kinds of stuff like that like warfare based um you know post-trauma um, recovery so it's pretty cool I mean I would say that the film is very similar to Metal Gear if you've ever played like the more modern Metal Gear games they they follow like Hideo did a lot of that he used to have augmented kind of super soldiers he looked at prosthesis and tech you know nano machines and other stuff like that so the whole emphasis of Bloodshot is about his nano blood and what his nano blood does is it regenerates his skin, it makes it tougher, it gives him super strength, durability. And also they're like mini computers, so he has a neural net that allows him to access things. So I'm not going to spoil the film for you because I really want you to watch it. But um, I'm just going to start off with like a, lo- a lot of the beats. Like let's talk about the story beats, the act structure and how this film was kind of put together. Vin was trying to do it for a while, I remember seeing on his like different kinds of feeds that he was trying to make this thing happen and he got you know the right team together and they made a pretty good action flick you know this has got you know sony's kind of signature style with good colors and utilization of their high speed photography and camera work that they've got uh the camera systems that they have it's uh really neat supporting cast was really good in this film you had um guy pierce in the role of the the head scientist guy so um he's a phenomenal actor he's one of my favorite actors um i first saw him in memento and he blew me away with his range uh one of my most favorite 
uh, roles that he ever played was in Count of Monte Cristo, where he played um, the villain, you know, like uh, Edmond Dantes' friend who betrays him. Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite novels, so um, the Jim Caviezel adaptation, the one that Jim Caviezel starred in, was really, really cool. It also has a young Henry Cavill in it. You know, he plays uh, um, Jim Caviezel's long-lost son, so it's quite quite fun to see him in his younger days when he was, you know, like, starting out in the business. Yeah, and going back to the film, it's kind of like, um, you know, Finn kind of, like, in his prime, he's just, like, his classic, you know, um, lone wolf kind of character, and then, you know, he gets betrayed, left for dead, and resurrected in this program. So the film had a very similar kind of feel to Robocop, you know, the, the newest version, the, the remake. It was very similar in tone. And then, you know, it had a lot of things like, you know, the casting of Guy Pierce felt kind of intentional because he played a very similar character when he played um, the guy in Iron Man 3. Uh, you know, the guy who had the extremist um, soldiers and stuff, Aldrich Killian. So, you know, when they did that kind of weird, uh, um, you know, like uh, double blind where Aldrich Killian became the Mandarin, um, it, it it's it's similar I'm not spoiling anything for you, like, you know, in that sense, but um, the film's got sort of like a similar tone, and he's just a very similar character. You know, I know Z would say probably, um, Z's one of the, uh, my brother and producer on, with uh, one of the members of the Rep Knights, he, he would say um, that it, it was a very kind of like a cliche casting you know and it it kind of would be like it was kind of like a waste of guy pierce's talents and range um i agree with him you know a little bit on that you know he's right um because like guy pierce has a lot of range and he's a very deep actor and 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 he he, he would have been good at like as more of a kind of like a heroic kind of character and lately they've been casting him a lot as villains they had him play like the old um the old Wayland in uh, Prometheus, and then they had him play like these, these three kind of villains now. So he's played like this Aldrich Killian character, and he's played this new guy, this kind of Otacon kind of style dude in um, Bloodshot. And yeah, no, it's, um, I'm sure he's happy because he just wants to be working on big features and stuff. And but I really think that me personally, as a filmmaker, I would try to give him something a bit more meatier you know, for his range, because he's a really, really good actor, he's one of the actors I'd love to work with one day, yeah, so going back to the film, you know, cinematography was flipping amazing, like, this film was shot, like, most likely on the Venice or F55 Sony cameras with the Cine Alta format, so, you know, it looks really crisp, it looks really good, production design is really nice, I loved all the, you know, the rigs and the um, nano, kind of nanotube kind of machines that kind of give him his uh, abilities and stuff. Um, there were a lot of things that were very simple in the film, like, for example, wardrobe was very kind of like, you know, modern military tech. There wasn't anything kind of special about the costume design or, you know, everything was kind of basic and functional in this kind of world and film. There was also, like structurally, when you look at the writing, there was a lot of things that were very loose, you know, like they weren't really fully realized. Like, first of all, we really don't know um, much about Vin Diesel's character's background, so you can't really feel a super sympathy for him, because he's like, oh, this is a soldier, he's gotten, like, killed, he's in this program, 
and then suddenly we've got to have a kind of like a sympathy for this guy and stuff so that doesn't translate well in the movie that's one of my biggest things like that's one of the biggest drawbacks that actually hurts the film is is that like we're looking at Vin Diesel being bloodshot not actually investing in the character i think his name is Carl or something i can't remember the the bloodshot character guy's name but um you know um the actual bloodshot character he's very similar to like spawn and all these kind of like you know like wolverine and people where he's got this past you know and he and he's got like multiple layers of like multiple layers of um you know nuances with his character he's been through a lot so um i thought that they could have elaborated on that better I think that they cast his wife poorly. She doesn't really match up well with Vin. They don't look like a good pairing. It felt very artificial and forced, their relationship. There wasn't really much chemistry between the two. Um, I thought that uh, Tony Kebble, who played one of the villains, um, you know, he was really, really underutilized in that movie. You know, um, I thought that he could have been in the movie more... Um, I liked some of the other supporting characters. There were a couple of new faces in the film that I liked, like the two guys who played the the PMC soldiers. They were cool. Um, the new the the tech guy who basically helps him out. He was a really good actor. Um, yeah. So like action sequences were staged well. Some of the kind of tech that we saw in the film was really wicked. Like there's a guy who's blind who uses like a rigging to kind of see and you know that was a similar idea i had in an upcoming film that i'm working on so that was quite funny like you know me and the the studios are thinking the same thing we're on the same track when it comes to this kind of stuff and um yeah just generally like you know going back to the way the film looked was wicked some of the action beats were really good um you know because i love action films there, there's a there's a really cool fight scene where um, one of the villains uses a kind of like a an exosuit to kind of face off against uh, Vin Diesel's character. So it's sort of like nano nanotech against mechanical sort of PMC um, enhancement. So it shows it's like mechanical augmentation against biomechanical augmentation. So this is really the future. Like, you know, it tries to touch on a lot of things. Like, are we going to go with sort of like additional prostheses and things to assist ourselves in work? So most likely, yes, we're going to have exoskeletal designs and other things like that where we're going to be like bench pressing, you know, like large kind of things like, you know, cinder blocks, I guess, you know, like like workers and construction workers are going to have these kind of exoskeletons army, you know, rapid uh, responding kind of uh, disaster relief, um, you know, individuals will probably, you know, utilize this kind of, um, you know, system. And then if they do in the future build things like this, like build nanotechnology, that would really be good in the sense of people with long term diseases and, you know, cancer AIDS, you know, other things like that, like, you know, the deepest form of kind of blood cancers, these things could flush all those toxins and that shit out. So I've always loved the idea of nanomachines, um, you know, helping to strengthen the human body and strengthen the the um you know the human uh resolve and, and make us you know healthier faster and better um you know other things i really didn't like like i don't like the actress who's 
you know, seems to be in everything right now. She's the actress who played the, um, the character KT. And uh, I just felt that it was just a lot of eye candy with no substance. Like, you know, this is an actress who's strictly hired for her looks, not for her acting ability. And she's extremely wooden in things that I see her in. Like, nobody gives a, you know, this kind of direction or any kind of way to kind of, like, for her to bring out something more. And I feel that um, she's another one of those kind of, like, actresses who's um, really just been hired for her looks and not hired for her talent. And that hurts the film because there were a lot of actresses out there that could have actually done KT's um, role a lot better, giving it a lot more deepness and emotional impact there's really no there's really no um sort of emphasis to actually have any sympathy for these characters so you're going on a ride with them uh this kind of roller coaster ride but you're not feeling any kind of like connection to them you're like okay yeah so this is a character it doesn't it doesn't have that same kind of resonance you have with people you know, you have an instant kind of connection with people like Peter Quill, you know, from Guardians or, you know, somebody like uh, Tony Stark or something. Because they go through a journey very quickly, like, um, and you set up that this person is this and then this happens. So there's a growth with the character. You know, there's, there's, there's trying to be a growth with uh, the character of Bloodshot you know, and what he wants to do and who he wants to be, but I don't think that they fully nailed it. Um, don't get me wrong, it's a good film, I like it a lot, but there are bits that I don't like um, about it and stuff, you know, and it's really cool. Um, it, it was it was good, but they just didn't hit the spot, so yeah, just to, um, you know, touch on other stuff, like cinematography, production design were great, but, um, you know, the story was very lean. The script looked like it had been gutted. I'm sure it was written really exceptionally well. Um, but it feels as some of the dialogue was pretty good. I liked some of the lines, you know, like it had those wicked kind of classic Vin Diesel one-liners and stuff and, and things. But, you know, it could be a, a lot better and stuff. And, you know, I've got Pre here as well. You know, she's, um, you know, just listening in on the podcast while um i'm i'm uh, like talking right now but i want to get her input on it so pre what did you think about the film hi everyone this is pre uh first of all i mean vin diesel has always been my favorite actor since that fast and furious started and triple x and when this trailer came out for uh bloodshot i mean it was quite appealing and the good thing about it is like you know with during this lockdown uh, uh they allowed i mean you know they made it coming out like on amazon yeah so that's it. true so that that's what it was that was one of the plus point i would say it uh, also hurt the film though don't you think like you know not having a cinema release means that they can't track the numbers and see whether this was a top performer at the box office or whether this can lead to a franchise but hopefully they count the vod numbers and see that you know what we could probably pump out a sequel to this start yeah. building that that um you know um expanded universe valiant comics expanded universe because i'd like to see ninjak and those other characters too um yeah 
yeah so uh, anyways uh we finally got this on amazon prime uh we had to buy it <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it i think uh because i like uh, action movies as well and uh, as ray was saying before about this guy pierce i've never seen i don't remember him i mean in any movie can you tell me of some he movies? was in iron man 3 as the villain if you oh. saw that you know he played orders killian in that um he was the lead in that film you liked lockdown do you remember mm-hmm. the prison film which we'll do a review on okay yeah so, I so, mean, that, so he, he was a hero in that okay so he acted really well i mean mm. i like his uh, villain accent um yeah. uh, you know when he was like doing it uh, in that movie bloodshot and the good part about what i like about this tech guy liz lamorne morris yeah was so funny yeah. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Lamar, wasn't he? He surprised me because, you know, I didn't expect there to be, you know, like he almost sold the film because like he was just so zany and like, you know, out there as a character. And um, I have to say the supporting cast, most of them were really wicked in it. Um, what did you think of Elsa Gonzalez, the actress who played KT? She's okay. I mean, I wouldn't say she's bad or mm. extremely good. But she is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. You don't think she was wooden like I think? Like, you know, <laughs> she's like quite a wooden actress. <laughs> she was okay. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen her for the first time in this movie, yeah. but short. She was also in Hobbs and Shaw, if I remember correctly. Was it? Yeah, she was a lady in that kind of uh, lingerie kind of thing who was beating up those Russians who gives them the money and weapons. I don't remember you know, for, that part. She gets the jet for them. She's like uh, Jason Statham's girlfriend or something oh. in that. Yeah. Again, you see, if you can't remember her, that means she didn't do a very good job of you, you know. Um, of, well, of if you, if you say, like, the, the, the actor that really did well in Bloodshot would definitely be number one, Vin Diesel, Guy mm. Pierce, and yeah. Lamorne Morris, because Lamorne Morris was so hilarious the way mm. he was doing in the tech pod. Like, you know, how he was taking over, you know, the hidden things with Al Iza, that were they working together. Oh, shit, should I not tell the story? <laughs> no, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, don't, you don't have to spoil it too much. Yeah, it's fine. So, okay. yeah, remember, this is unfiltered. This is raw. I'll give you a, okay. a little spoiler kind of, like, um, tag on it, just in case you want to watch it. But most likely, you should be watching this after... Uh, sorry, listening to this, watching this, sorry. You should be listening to this podcast after you've seen the film. So we can talk about some of the beats and stuff and you can just listen to, you know, and maybe you agree and maybe you disagree. But um, really, this podcast is just to get our thoughts out. You know, the Rep Knights have a passion for film. You know, I love film and I know that there's things that I could have done on this film that are a lot better. And then hopefully one day in the future, you guys will get to see the magic that I make. And we can keep you in the loop about things that we're doing. We're doing some really exciting things here, too. Um, our goal is to try and get to that level. You know, we know that we have the skills and talent to do it. And we know a lot about film. You know, we have a great voice. And hopefully, once we start getting an audience, you guys will um, hopefully agree with that. That um, as a filmmaker, I know my stuff. And I love entertaining you guys, you know, that's really oh, what I'm here for. Definitely Ray knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ray. So, yeah, no, um, going back to the film, what kind of um, scenes did you like? What were the best oh, bits? Oh, the best part was the action when they were having the fight near that lift. Right, this, yeah. uh, it was a Sam Hugan, the the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he was. I mean, oh, the what I forgot to mention. I like the fact that we're using this na- nanotechnology. Yeah. And it was really good. And um, I mean, yeah. I like all this, you know, 
with the technology part and it was yeah, that yeah. was good and the 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 best part i would say it was the fight with vin diesel and sam uh, on that lift and of course uh, toby was there as well it was yeah. sad like you know um the sam betrayed toby at the end uh, yeah but toby didn't play that guy that was a different actor toby played the guy who um oh who was that actor yeah toby was a guy in the car remember oh yes yeah who was the other guy then i don't know I we need to like name. find out who he is but he was cool that guy too played the yeah. blind dude yeah and i like the drone part like you know everything yeah. was like Foo! literally we um are we we're writing a film right now um it had a, a guy who was blind like that like a motorcycle rider he gets blinded and then he has these drones and from his bike so when i saw that i was like oh shit back to the drawing board you, you already had that idea before and seeing that <laughs> yeah. in reality was like how did it happen yeah, yeah it was like, like a crazy. telepathy you know somebody heard yeah. you <laughs> i mean this often happens you know it's it, it it's crazy i get all these ideas and it's just that it takes me longer to make stuff and then Hollywood gets to it, you know, just a, that little bit later, but their their pockets are deeper. <laughs> Hopefully one day your idea will come first before anyone else. Yeah, well, there's some stuff that they never even thought of that will blow people away and I can't Ooh, wait secret, to show you secret. that stuff. Shh. Yeah, secret <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, like, if I were to give this film a rating, you know, just to keep things short and sweet, um... I measure films out of, like, I call them shields. So I normally rate it out of five shields. So an exceptional film is five shields. A really bad film, like an atrocious film, would be something like zero shields. Um, a decent film that I didn't really like, um, or it's kind of like just average, is like, uh, you know, a two and a half or three. Um, a decent film's about a three and a half and a four. So um, I'll just let Pre start off with this and give, oh, give us her rating. Oh, why me first? Yeah, I just, you know, just want to know. I want to know what you think. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, to be honest, I like action movies. And uh, of course, I like Vin as well, the way his character was portrayed. Do you think as... Vin actually, because, you know, we both love Vin. Vin's like uh, a top G. I, you know, I love Triple X and Chronicles of Riddick and stuff. I've got a great idea for you know, a couple of Triple X, Fast and Furious and, and Riddick films if I ever get the chance. But um he's a great actor. You know, he's got a he's got a good look. He's like the new kind of like the new generation of Stallone. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Stallone's one of my most favorite actors and directors and writers and Vin's got that kind of feel. You know, he feels very similar to that. He's like the modern age version of that. Like every generation has that that set. So Rock Rock's kinda of like an Arnie um Vin's kind of like the uh Stallone you know it's really cool and um what did you think of his acting I mean Vin was was and is and will always be a good actor <laughs> okay. yeah yeah so yeah I mean yeah, his it's... physique looked better in this right than it was when he's and Dominic Toretto his unique voice as well yeah his gravelly nobody... voice is yeah. just like really good it's kind of like you know it's him, which is why James used him for Groot. Like even though Groot literally says one line, there's a kind of earthy gravitas to his voice. So that casting of him and uh, Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon, that's freaking amazing. I've got all these retrospective um, podcasts that I'm going to make because on Google Plus, I used to put up a lot of reviews about different films from like last year and the year before that. So um, there'll be a lot more content, uh, which will be retrospective perspective of that i'll be just reading from my original review and kind of you know backlogging all that stuff but anyway yeah pre you were saying carry on 
<laughs> so back to my rating. I would. I mean, as I say, I like action movies, and being being a great actor, I think, I think for the time being, it would be four. <laughs> That's pretty high score. Yeah, yeah. you put so me on the spot there. So you like it a lot. Yeah, I like action movies. So um, I really like how they. Would did. you watch it again though? <laughs> this is a good question. Like, what's the re- what's the replay value of this film? I don't think I want to watch it again. You never watch it again. Maybe after a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. There's a lot of films that I like that I would just rewatch all the time. Uh, like you know, at least once a year, like the Bond Fast, films and things, Fast, Fast and Furious. Fast stuff and like Furious, that. definitely. I'll watch it again yeah, and again. Yeah. The first, the first one though. Yeah, yeah. The first one was epic. Yeah. So um, yeah, four stars. That's a pretty high score from Pre. Um, I'm gonna give it three and a half because they um they did a lot of stuff that I didn't totally like or feel was, um you know that that was needed and there was a lot of stuff that was rushed and I think maybe because of the truncated production design uh sorry production schedule um that could have been why the films got those kind of weird um kind of cut beats you know maybe the studio asked them to cut it down to a more kind of mainstream kind of cinema cut you know like the studio cut so there could be things missing that you know might pop up later um i'm hoping that's not a snyder cut kind of situation i'm jonesing to see that um you know i really want to see zach's original vision for justice league and i'll touch on that after because there was a few things that i i I didn't agree with with the direction that he took the franchise and the way he was building these dc characters so i've got this entire kind of like a what if you know what if i directed uh justice league and batman versus superman what it would have been like so wicked script beats you know action beats and things like that so yeah just you know wrapping this up bloodshot gets a three and a half stars from me (laughs) it gets a four star from pre (laughs) <laughs> so aggregated it's a solid four um so yeah bloodshot gets uh, four shields and yeah we'll catch you on the next house of rep show see ya guys